This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. I think for a lot of people in a narcissistic abusive relationship, they really become uh, sleuths. They become Sherlock Holmes. They become the person who's going to dive in and try to figure out what is going on. Sometimes it's out of necessity, sometimes it's out of curiosity, and sometimes it's out of the sheer fact that you have to know what's going on to be able to set up a court case or to figure out how to get out of this relationship. If you're in a relationship with someone who has narcissistic traits or has gone through this abusive cycle, you probably have had to go through and figure out how do I even get proof of what's happening? How do I get proof to be able to leave the marriage and be able to process it effectively in court? How do I get proof that they're with another person? How do I get proof that they're abusing someone else? And that can be very confusing, very taxing. I've talked to people that they've hired private investigators. I've talked to people who have had to do many different things to try to figure out like what is going on. And it can be super confusing and super hard because the narcissist at the same time is lying and is gaslighting, is manipulating, and is trying to distract you from all that to be saying, hey, like I'm totally faithful. I'm totally like in love with you. I'm not doing anything else. When in reality, like they are. And then you have like the narcissist that they'll slowly come out and they'll eventually tell you something. Typically, it's not because they want to. And typically, it's not because they're just freely giving information. But it's typically when as you're going through that Sherlock Holmes mode where you're uncovering all these clues and you're starting to figure out, hey, this person actually they spent this time here. Then they spent money here. And they were actually with this person when they said they were at work. Like all this type of stuff starts matching together. And you start saying, OK, like just tell me, like tell me the truth of what actually happened. They're like, nothing happened. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, no, tell me the truth of what actually happened because I have, and you list off your first piece of evidence. Not all of it, you just list off your first piece of evidence. They're like, oh, okay, well, oh, I see what you mean there. Like, well, this actually happened. There's that pause because they're trying to make up a lie. And then they have to be able to twist it. Oh, well, this actually happened. We actually, we were, we weren't like on a date. We were just like meeting up for a quick lunch because I hadn't seen them in forever. Nothing happened. Okay, then a little bit of time later, maybe you reveal like your second piece of evidence or later down the road, they're like, actually, you know, it was it was a little bit more than a day. You know, we actually just hung out. Uh, we went and got drinks and, you know, that was it. But like nothing happened. And then you wait a couple of days, you wait a couple of weeks and, you know, actually like we we had a couple of drinks. We went out and, you know, she was really drunk and for some reason they like, came on to me and, and she kissed me. You know, and you start to see over a period of time, the narcissist will slowly reveal tiny little pieces after they've already been caught in some aspect. And you're like, what in the world is going on here? Okay. What I call it is called drip truth. Okay. It's like a leaky faucet that's slowly dripping one little thing at a time. And the problem is you don't see that until the next one happens. You don't see that until the next one happens. And it keeps revealing itself more and more. Instead of the person just coming out and saying, hey, here's the truth. Here's what's actually going on. Here's what's happening. Instead, they'll slowly drip it out, piece by piece by piece. They'll give you a tiny piece of the story and expect you to be happy with that. And then they'll give you another piece of the story. And then another piece of the story. And another piece of the story. And you're just like, why in the world would you just do this? Why would you do this? Like, why wouldn't you just like sit down and spend an hour and just tell me all the truth? 
then we don't have to worry about it. We can get out of the way. We can figure out like, hey, is this worth the relationship to keep moving forward or do we just break apart and go away? But they won't do that. It's almost like there's a, a stop of like a communication. They'll only communicate so much. There's one aspect on the side of the narcissist where they'll communicate just a little bit because they're afraid of the reaction. They're afraid of the fact that it's going to reveal who they are and it's going to make the other person leave. That supply, that control that's going to leave them because of what they communicate. Then over time, they're like, well, they didn't freak out as long about that. So let me go ahead and try to reveal something else. And they reveal something else. And what it does is it puts the victim in a perpetual state of trauma, in a perpetual state of pain, and it doesn't really help them heal at all. It's almost like the aspect of you have a wound and it's, it's healing, but it's not fully healed, but it's healing and there's a bandage over it. But the bandage has started to adhere to it because it's been on there so long. And the narcissist just walks up to it and rips it off and tears the wound that's underneath. And they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Here, let me patch that up. And then they patch it up and then they wait a couple days and then they do the same thing. They rip it back off and it starts to bleed again. That's literally what's happening with drip truth, where the narcissist has this entire truth that they're hiding and they won't be honest about, but they'll give tiny little nuggets. They'll give tiny little pieces to you. Oftentimes it's just strive by time. Of like, okay, she caught me in this, so let me go ahead and say this. I don't think she knows about this, so let me go ahead and just say bits and pieces. And they'll try to get that out there to try to avoid a situation. Then later you come back and you're like, that's not all I heard. I heard this. Or if that was the case, then why do we have these text messages? Why did you go to this location a week after you told me? Like all this stuff starts coming out and they start to drip that truth piece by piece. And it hurts and it damages people constantly. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You cannot be fully loved. There's no way for a person to be fully loved until they're fully known. And for a narcissist, you can't even fall in love truly with a narcissist because you don't know what's actually there. You don't know what's under the surface because that truth comes out in slow increments, and a lot of times not at all, but in slow increments when they get caught because of the fact that they don't want to own up to everything they've done. They don't want to admit in one false swoop of, hey, this is who I am. This is the shit that I've caused. This is the person I've been, and I need to own up to that. But that doesn't happen. Instead, we go through drip truth and straining it out over a long period of time where you get hurt and invalidated every week, every month, whatever the cycle might be. There's another aspect of a narcissist will give you drip truth to try to control the narrative. If you catch them that they were in a location, they'll tell you a lot of times a vague idea or concept about that location or about why they were there. Why? Because it's a lot easier to construct the story if the story is vague. If the story is specific, sorry, if the story is specific, then it's a lot harder to deviate from that and to build a constructive lie. But for the narcissist, they'll give a generic thing. I was in this town hanging out. Okay, very generic. They were in that direction. They were in that town hanging out. 
but they don't say anything else. Why? Because if you're satisfied with that, if you back off, if you take a moment and be like, oh yeah, okay, you're probably there for work. Oh yeah, I was, I was there for work. When in reality, there's a lot more to the story. But a narcissist will leave it so vague that they can actually step back in and control the narrative. Have you ever heard this with a narcissist? They'll be like, ask me anything. I'll be honest. I'll tell you whatever you want. Okay, fine. Like, I'll be honest with you. Just, just ask me. I'll tell you what I want. I'll prove that I'm changing. Like, just ask me. That is one aspect that a narcissist loves. Because if I say, hey, ask me anything, I can leave it vague so that I can direct where the conversation is going to go. So when you bring up, like, why were you over in this place? And they say, oh, like, I was doing this and this. And they'll, like, leave it super vague. Like, I was just went to the grocery store. Okay, well, if you went to the grocery store, why did you go to this ATM, like, around the corner? Like, we have money in the bank. Like, why did you go to that ATM? Oh, well, I needed cash out to be able to pay for a barber. Like, whatever it is, like, they'll keep making those lies on top of stuff. And the more they make the lies, the more it gets confused, the more they'll have a chance to actually slip up. But a lot of times they'll use that drip truth to be able to give you vague ideas so that they can control the truth that you know. You'll find this a lot in the aspect of when you walk into the room and you have all the information and you only tell them one out of like the five things that you know, you'll see that drip truth happen because they don't know what you know. And as a result, they'll continue to try to piece it out or give like small snippets so that they don't have to own or be accountable for the whole thing and they can just hopefully let it slide by. That one truth will be enough to kind of push it to the side so they can keep moving on so that life will go back to normal and they go back to abusing you and manipulating you. That is oftentimes how narcissists uses drip truth in the lives of others as they treat them that way and hurts them because it's a painful, painful process of having that truth slowly dripped and dragged over time. That's what I struggled with. For me, it took probably like a year. A year of dripping the truth or a year of like, oh, I forgot. I didn't tell you this or, oh, this actually happened or, um, oh, yeah, remember we went to this restaurant and then my wife's like, no, we never went. And I was like, oh, yep, wrong person. And that drip truth will slowly hurt and destroy those victims. If you're someone out there today who has these lies and you're actually thinking about the possibility of being honest, be 100% honest. What do you have to lose? Either a long relationship that's built on lies or a short relationship that's actually built on truth. Once you can get past that fact of, hey, these lies are going to destroy other people and they're going to destroy you, it's a lot easier to embrace truth, call off the relationship, and find somebody who can meet you in that spot with that same truth, can meet you with where you are of who you are. If you're in that relationship where you're struggling with that drip truth, you got to get to the bottom of it as best you can to be able to figure out, hey, what is actually going on? But you can't do that unless you're working on your, yourself and you're growing yourself. A lot of times people get so caught up with dealing with the narcissist and focusing on the narcissist and figuring out the narcissist that they lose themselves, that they forget who they actually are at their core, who they want to be, where their vision is, what their goals are, and they sacrifice that to help someone else's problems. You have to deal with a solid place in your life before you can try to help other people. And as you continue to grow and as you continue to become the person you are meant to be, that's where you can start to see like, hey, this relationship is toxic and I shouldn't be a part of it anymore. 
If you're interested in talking a little bit more about that, there's a link down below that you can click to do one-on-ones. Would love to be able to meet with you, interact with you. Uh, my wife's on there as well. She's going to be doing some one-on-ones as well. So we're excited to be able to introduce that to some people out here. Thanks so much.